Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, a back-to-back Dulcimer Geek podcast. We just had one released yesterday. Wow. Oh, was it the thing that we recorded in White Springs? Yes. That turned out? Well, no, it didn't. We had a... Uh, <laughs> but we posted it. But we posted it anyway, and I put a disclaimer at the front of it. I'm going to listen to the show uh, one day. I need to hear what you guys are. Since then... Let's introduce ourselves for people. Do we really need to introduce ourselves? This is the first one of these you've ever listened to. It doesn't get a whole lot deeper than what you Uh, just heard. But stick around. We'll talk about uh, things that we're passionate about, like playing hammer dulcimer and mountain dulcimer and going to music festivals and having friends and living a life as independent musicians and practice and Patreon and what all have we done, Steve? Web design. It's just a bunch of stuff we think a whole lot of, and we think you should Mm -hmm. share that appreciation. So we've created this podcast for you. My name's Steven Seifert. I'm Aaron O'Rourke. And I'm Dan Landrum. I'm being dry. I have a dry sense of humor, I've been told. Yeah. Some people think I have, of course, no no sense of humor. Define that for me. What's that mean? What's dry? What's a dry sense of humor mean? I think it just means... You have really, it's it's a real bad attempt at humor. That's a, there's some kind of pseudo bad. appreciation by people who also are not funny. Wait, so a, a dry sense of humor is a bad attempt at humor? <laughs> I Did I hear that? Correctly? No, I I don't know what is dry sense. I don't know. Like nobody, do people describe uh, musicians like that guy has really dry arrangements? That would be a bad thing, right? What is a very wet sense of humor? Well, or I would, <laughs> yeah, I would say yeah. sweet. I would say dry is subtle. Okay, like we talked about sweet picking, you know. So that would be the opposite of dry picking, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I, but I heard you guys discussing before we started this podcast that you, you were not going to talk about technique. Yeah, today that was because just, you were just sick. That of was it. a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. So, did we do two 45-minute videos or just two videos that equaled 45 minutes for Dulcimer School where we just nerded out? Hmm. Yeah, we did. Well, they're very long. Oh, yeah. So, to finish up the uh, the can of worms that I opened at the beginning, I might, being Futch, his audio did not fail because he was using uh, iPhones for cameras mm-hmm. and doing a, uh, a Dulcimerica Video cast, or he still calls them podcasts, but they're kind of YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. He's sort of looking at it as television. Check out Bing's work, by the way. He's working, cool, man. Cool guy. That dude is working. I, He's doing I joined it. his so Patreon page, and I get these little uh, alerts on my phone every time he releases something. It's it's um, it's encouraging, actually. I'm getting alerts from all of my Patreon brothers and sisters, and it's you know it's like a little bell going off every 20 minutes. Somebody's releasing something. Yeah, so again, to finish that up, I think he apparently has a slow internet connection, so it takes a long time for his stuff to upload. Oh, Poor and, guy. And uh, like six, seven, eight hours sometimes. What? And, Whoa. Uh, what he sent me, I didn't know wasn't the final thing he was sending me. And so this morning, another video popped up that had better audio, so I might replace what's on the. Oh, okay. What's there for those of you who haven't listened or started to listen and said, I just can't listen this to that. This is so complicated. It's hard to understand. You're feeling a so lot Bing's of guilt. Bing's been using drones lately. Yeah. Not like dulcimer drones, but like flying That's drones. That's funny. But- and I was really kind of hoping that for our uh, our podcast that there would be a drone <laughs> sure, hovering around. In the building. Yeah. yeah. Well, I never thought be, of that. Drones. That's hilarious. Drones. Well, now I know why he's into drone. it because we all love the drone. Well, Steve, we had an amazing time down at uh, the Stephen Foster Dulcimer uh, retreat. I bet. Completely different atmosphere from uh, Black Mountain that we were at, you know, just a, a couple weeks prior, but uniquely fun, like they often are. And I guess the reason, if you if you guys will just indulge me for a minute, I had <sighs> folks. If you're listening, don't get mad at me. Uh-oh. You know how I feel about honesty and all that. But at Black Mountain, the playing level of the students was just phenomenal. I mean, people who work very hard at what they do all the time. It was sort of the opposite end of that. It was a couple of folks who haven't played all that much, a few folks that uh, 
no real advanced players. You mean beginning students? And, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't want to say that they weren't really beginning because they'd been playing for a while, but they hadn't advanced in their playing. Is that a fair thing to say? Well, I I am a I cook, but I still consider myself a beginning cook. I thought of that this morning. I I, oh, I, I don't need it. Yeah, anymore. that's that. It gets into that whole. What's an amateur? No, d- listen. It, it it came to me when I was getting my microphone out today. I saw some of the nice camera equipment I have, and I thought, maybe am I going to press past beginner with this stuff? And I thought, and I this is what I said out loud right before uh, we we rang each other on Skype. I thought, no, I have projects I need to do, and I don't need to know any more about cameras than absolutely necessary. You know, I don't I don't need to be a better cook. I don't, you know, so I'm looking at some of these dulcimer people like that. I've thought about that this summer. Some of those people are right. having a blast. Yeah. They don't they don't have a need to get crazy about sweep picking, <laughs> you know? Well, but I want to finish up with these guys. This yeah. wasn't about them wanting to be professional players, but it was about not knowing, you know, why they're stuck. And the technique that gets you to be a great sweep picker or somebody who can do complex rhythmic things on the hammer dulcimer, it's all the same, you know, no matter where you want to go with it. You just, the classes were basically the same classes that I taught at Black Mountain, but we just had to approach them a little bit differently and say, we're not going to get as far as those people were able to get in a week long session. Right. That's my point. So, the perp- my purpose as a teacher became to try to inspire these people to want to grab this and teach themselves, basically, or, or use dulcimer school, we hope, you know, where they can learn some of these techniques. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it worked, and it felt so good, and they were happy, and everybody was smiling. Now, that's what you so, think. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I've gotten emails from them since. How many? Two. Okay, well. That bad? No, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to get one or two emails a week uh, saying they enjoyed something. Yeah. So anyway, that was all good. Really nice. nice. Uh, so there was one story that you told me from the workshop, and I hope it's okay to bring it up. Probably because I'm going to. Um, <laughs> I'm not afraid of you. You said uh, a lady in one of your classes said said something to you along the lines of. I don't want to play like you. Oh, I forgot about I think that. That's cool. So, what's this story? Oh, she, she began that way. Wow. And I said, I want to talk about that for a moment. <laughs> when you say I don't want to play like you, what do you mean by that? Because that's mildly offensive to me. And she said, No, <laughs> you know, she backtracked and said, I don't need to be able to play these fast complex things and so i used an example that i've used before and if i've talked about this on dulcimer school i mean on the, the dulcimer geek podcast forgive me but so i proceeded to play something you know quite slow that she could play and, and i said Do, you know would you like to be able to play like this i mean is this a speed that you could play i said yes so here's a simple song i think we used my Jesus, I love thee, a simple hymn or something like that, and just played something simple. And then I said, now, if I want to put embellishments in here, this is how what you have to be able to do. And so now all of a sudden, your speed, you know, you're doing, you're doing triplets or sextuplets, but you have to be able to finesse your way forward from there. And you can't do that I don't want to say unless you play like me, but if you want to do the kinds of embellishments I do that require you to relax as opposed to use more muscle, you have to be able to play this method. And I always stress that this is a method, that there are other methods of playing that you might be happy with forever. But what you've expressed (laughs) is that you would like to move past that. And so here's a method. So anyway, after a few minutes... It was, I probably talked for an hour. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's the class. No, I didn't. Actually, I was really careful. And I think I won her over. If you're listening, write me and let me know. <laughs> well, it's... I could be wrong. That's, um... I... I got an email last week. Um, 
And it says a lot of the same stuff. Like this person starts off telling me how much, and if you, if you're listening to the show person, I think it's a great email. I'm just going to share it with people. (laughs) Um, person is saying how much they like playing and and they really give a little detail and it's awesome. But then uh, they say, when someone starts in on the wheel of thirds, I think she might mean fourths. I'm not sure. (laughs) My internal response is why would anybody want to mess up a good thing? Why would anyone want to take this joyful release and turn it into an intellectual exercise. I know I could learn theory, but I'm afraid it would take away my pleasure in playing, and I would lose my ear. Um, one th- and I know this person, and she's a good player, and I think she's got a real good thing she's been nurturing, and I think it's okay for her to be protective of that. When you look at all the other stuff we've got going on in our lives, um, I she. Sh- I I think too that when people come to me and I like to tell people I'm going to show you how I approach this instrument and in the process I hope it'll give you some insight and encouragement on how you can approach your instrument you know but I can't teach you how to be you all I can do is show them my approach I mean that's isn't that what we presume when they sign up for a class they've come to see how we approach it you know I mean, that seems like a safe assumption until someone comes into your class and says, I don't want to play anything like you. Yeah, but I hear that a lot. Yeah. I get that a lot, too. I think, Or that they will lose their ear. Well, I get that, too. Um, but do you lose your ear by understanding the way this works better? If you truly understand it, perhaps not. But what happens is somebody gets derailed. And before you know it, they're in a place they don't want to be mentally, emotionally, whatever. Um, I can see an artist being protective of their, the zone that they're used to getting in, the direction that they're flowing in. And, I mean, shoot, I do that. I know, but is that, I'm not saying it is, I'm just tossing it out here. Is that magical thinking? No. Because... Um, like if you have a golf swing that all of a sudden gets screwed up and you're, you've hired some people to help you figure out, you know, what has gone wrong here. But is it ever your socks, the socks you wore that what day because you didn't is, wear your socks? Dude, this is not a critical thinking exercise. This is somebody who has a good thing. They know they want to expand in some direction. They're not sure what. They're testing the waters. But they, okay, you if, know. Okay. So it, they have a good thing, but they want to expand in one direction. If they have a good thing and they want to expand, they're not sure how. They're not a hundred percent satisfied with where they right. are. If they want to expand and figuring out which direction, I, I think that it's probably. I, I get it, but I think it's probably good to not uh, make the assumption that more information is going to ruin your playing. Yes, and I, well, or that more information that, and I'm. This is totally a nod to you, Stephen Seifert, that more information that we think they have where they're thinking something wrong is going to improve their playing, too. Because maybe this person doesn't need a lecture (laughs) that knowing more about the circle of fifths is not going to hurt your playing. It's a resource you to fall out of a zone. It's a resource that they might want to experience. They might not. But. <clears throat> I'm not pushing back against the person who wrote you the email. They also might be setting themselves up to miss something pretty incredible. They might be tacked. might be best taught. But that's presuming that what tool. we're doing is actually incredible for them. I'm not talk. That's not where I was coming from. Because I'm talking about introducing a tool that you may not understand the purpose of the tool until someone teaches you how to use sure. it. And then what you get from that is the potential potentially incredible thing. You might not even know what you can learn if you're afraid of if if you've got an opinion about so, yeah. an opinion about something that isn't based in reality. That's what I'm so saying. So when someone is brave or comfortable enough to open up and just give you their initial impressions, I don't want to play like you. You're actually you might have a better shot at helping them because they're they're not hiding everything, you know? I mean, I, I, I do run into that a lot where people say that to me. And I think um, 
I've gotten used to it and I've just started thinking, all right, well, let's get down to the, let's get down to what you're really trying to do here. What are you really thinking or feeling? You know, it makes me think of the David Wilcox line. And I think this is sort of a play on Gamble Rogers when he, he's talking about playing, uh, playing a gig. And with regard to the audience, he goes, what do they need? I don't have that. What can I give them? Or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah. And I don't know, I have mixed feelings whenever someone says, I don't want to play like you. Um, because then I, I feel like it kind of puts the ball in my court to figure out what what it is they are looking from me. And I think it's a more productive thing for if you're listening to this and you're considering taking a workshop from someone who you don't want to play like. Uh, instead of coming forward with, I don't want to play like you, if there is something without playing like them that you do want to get, start sure. with that. So uh, her response to in, her response yeah. to I don't want to play like you was to my question of what do you want to get from the class? Right. So it was kind of I was actually sort of going there when that okay. came up. And so I think that was an attempt to say what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And in that light, I get that. I wasn't mean. And, mm-hmm. and you're, I mean, I'm sure you didn't respond in a mean way to this person, Steve. Yeah, but sometimes I, we're on like a fishing expedition. I feel like like I have the bad habit of of doing exactly that. When someone says, "So, Aaron, what do you want?" instead of saying what I want, I'll say the things I don't want. Yeah, we're and better that's, at that's that. a bad habit. It's not productive in terms of getting information quickly and clearly. Uh, wait a minute, but it's sometimes very good to tell somebody what you don't want. It's like, all right, good. It's sometimes important, but there's I think a more efficient way. I don't. I think our insecurities to... and our desires to be liked because of our childhood has created this goofy thing where we're always craving acceptance. I think it's fine when somebody says, "Hey, I just want you to know I, I want to learn guitar, but I'm only doing this because I want to be able to read chords when I look at somebody's hands. I do not want to learn scales, and I don't want to learn. You know, I could." I think it's your childhood that's making you say that, Steve. <laughs> I, I say this. I think it's because you're a human. I say this to teachers a lot when I take lessons. Here's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Here's why I'm not here. Because I don't have time yeah. to mouse around. Right. I think you're looking at but somebody all, who's, who's driven sense. and who's willing to communicate mm-hmm. what the truth is for them, whether it makes you comfortable or not. I think it's awesome. No, I, and I don't get offended if someone says, I, I don't want to play like you. <laughs> but it's more productive to say, here's what I want to get. No, I disagree. This. It doesn't tell me a lot if someone says, it doesn't tell you a lot, Steve, if I say, I want to learn from you, I don't want to play it like you. It tells me a heck of a lot. That doesn't tell you what I actually want In your want imagination, to play. maybe that doesn't speak a lot. But I think it does. When it, no, no, no. In, okay, so Steve, there's something I want to learn from you, but it's not like how you play. Teach it to me. I just think, again, we're, we, the three of us, are prone to being insecure no, no, no. when these Steve, kind of things come you didn't up. get any information from what I just said. You wouldn't be able to teach me based on what well, I just said. Can I, I, you got one piece of information. Yeah? Yeah, that you might not be able to articulate what it is you want. Amen. So a good teacher might go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't insist that the students all come to me on my terms, right? Well, they're not going to. (laughs) I mean, we're getting paid to kind of, you know, do do the heavy heavy lifting here. But it's funny. We're having Mm -hmm. a conversation about what, what not to say. And we're talking about what not to That's say. That's funny. <laughs> Saying, don't say what you don't know. Say what you do know. And we aren't actually talking hey, about that. So I just want them to open up and, and say, speak, man. Just tell me what you're thinking, what you're feeling. You're not going to do it right. You're not going to say it perfectly. Fine. Yeah, that, that saying has been stuck in my head a lot mm-hmm. lately because I've been doing a lot of writing. Uh, to, If it's worth saying say it poorly as quickly as you can and know that that's not your final thing to say. Hmm. So for me, if I'm trying to get an idea out oh, and I see writing. that I'm stuck, I just go, I'm just going to write it poorly. I think that makes sense in the context of writing. I don't think it makes as much sense in a group of people where there's limited time. Right. But sometimes that may be all you have. If you've got to, <clears throat> if you've got to get an idea out and you can say, I'm not going to express this properly. So Mm-hmm. Give me permission to refine this once I say it. Mm-hmm. But 
Here's what I'm thinking. Why don't we pay for? Why don't we get these people a therapist so they can train them on uh, efficient communication? We've talked about this. When you you're a music teacher, you are a therapist. I mean, that's I what I'm saying. When, uh, when I go to a therapist, <laughs> they, they uh, I just start talking. <laughs> you know, I tell them. I've said to a therapist before. Um, that's a different situation. <laughs> listen, you can't just say it's a different situation every time we change. The I just situation. did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I, I went to a therapist and I said, um, I, I want you to know I'm optimistic about uh, our time together, but I want you to know that I'm automatically kind of jaded against therapists, but I'm willing to change that opinion. You know, I was trying to just sometimes you're struggling to get to the root of something and you can't do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. So you just try to get it out. I I have students all the time tell me I don't want to do what you do. And I guess I've learned Mm -hmm. I've figured out what that means. Maybe you guys haven't. So what (laughs) does that mean? Well, maybe. You know. Maybe you ought to think about it. (laughs) I don't think you figured out what that means. (laughs) Just just. Maybe a little more time. Maybe a little, a little more time. Please, can we start talking about epistemic method now? <laughs> uh, I think we are. Let me call it what it is. Yeah, I'm not. I had a student come up to me this summer, and they said, I want to thank you for keeping those other guys in check. And I thought, well, you must not know what you're talking about. How many? One. Well, you said he's, you said <laughs> he had a guy. I know, I know. Yeah. I was that was singular being a jerk. Hey, uh, by keeping in check, what what was he talking about? Uh, we didn't go into that. What do you that. think he meant? What? No, I, oh. I said yeah, because I, I didn't want to know. Is there some? I did not want to no. know what they meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're not holding this back as some secret. Uh, are you my counselor, and I don't know it? I think I'm being arrogant today, a little bit insecure, a little mm. emotional, but I trust you guys I'm, with this. I'm getting over sick, and so I, I my ability to talk is makes me sound angry. You mean your patience or your... No, no, no. I'm short of breath, and the, so I think I sound angrier than I really am, and I'm getting super insecure. I want to go to a therapist for this, and I want to walk in there, and I want to, talk, <laughs> I want to live a healthy life. I just don't want to live like you. <laughs> I, I, want, I want you guys to know. That's my system. There are musicians that are deeper into the music world than we are. And I hope so. Sometimes I notice a strange kind of disconnection from reality a little bit. And one thing I'm thankful for in the dulcimer world is, uh, you know, we're not. I don't know. Maybe we're not that famous. We we're not famous enough to be <laughs> insane. Maybe I'm insane. There are people who are famous who are not insane. Also, you know, I had I had kind of an interesting experience. Uh, I met I met the couple on the mountain. I was talking to the husband, and I said, Is "This is where you went to see the guru." No, no, okay. no, no, no gurus involved. Okay. Um, no, I was helping uh, Nikki on a photo shoot. By the mountain, you meant like where we live. Yeah, yeah, on Signal Mountain. That was sort of an inside yeah. joke. Uh, Aaron's lived here long enough in the area that he refers to where we live as. That's that inside the joke. The mountain. You were That's great. About. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, yeah. But by the way, uh, our friend uh, in Australia, Ann Bowman. Yes. Did you, did you see what she said about the inside joke? She said, Oh, no. I'd like to know. I, I, I'd. I don't think you guys tell any inside jokes. I feel like I've been able to follow along. It's because she's an insider. <laughs> That's funny. You know, in my correspondences with her, I have had to ask for clarification on a few things that were uniquely <gasps> Australian. Oh, yeah, Steve. What's that? But, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, we anyway, probably should get, talk about that. Anyway, yeah. getting back to what I was, uh, I was talking about with musicians and stuff. Wait a minute. Did um, I just when miss he asked, a little when he nugget? Asked what well, I did. That? The, oh, uh, Steve! Part. When he asked what It'll I did, later. hey, can I interrupt when he asked you? What I did, is it possible yeah, to interrupt you today, even though you feel of sick? Course. Can you handle the interruption today? I want to bring you to the forefront of this conversation. I want to see. I want to interrupt really better. Thinking. I just don't want to interrupt like you. Okay, uh, so <laughs> this is not good. Listen, this is not good today. This is not good today. I don't know what's going I'm on. Sorry. 
It's probably continue, Aaron. Yeah. But tell but me what, what was the Steve thing? What was the O oh, Steve? <laughs> what, what was that? O oh, Steve. What was that? Oh, I'm, I'm going to come back to that. Uh, <laughs> this whole thing's going to be because you'll edited. like it. No, it's Do not. not. Okay, no time for this. <laughs> okay, great. No, I imagine the edit of this podcast being like, "This is the Dulcimer Geek Podcast." I'm Aaron, uh, this is and Dan, we'd like to Steve. wish you guys a lovely. And week. that's all Goodbye. we have time for today. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be a different kind of disclaimer because we're never explicit. Sometimes we're not implicit either. But can't we be brothers? Can't we be brothers? So, we're brothers. All right, go, Aaron. Tell your story. Oh, okay, so th- this is really not exciting at all. I just thought it was interesting that uh, when the husband asked what I did for a job, I said, <laughs> I'm a music teacher, but not in the typical sense. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I didn't say I'm a musician or a performer or anything like that. It was the first thing that came to me. I'm a that music teacher. That could get teacher, you killed. But not in a school setting. Oh, yeah. Very good. Yeah. I like it. I think, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. That sounds like a coping mechanism <laughs> that could well, work. No, I think it's true. No, no, I In meant the, that seriously, because yeah. sometimes people don't really want to know all the things that you do. Mm-hmm. They're looking for a quick answer. It's And it's it's so much easier than saying, well, I, I'm a musician. And then they go, what instrument do you play? And then they, you have to explain that. And then they go, wait, I know, so it's you, the same. you travel yeah. playing that? Is that a pedal yeah, steel? Yeah, next time I get summoned for jury duty and they ask what I do, I'm just going to say I'm a music teacher. That'll go much better. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Last time they... They started digging. All right, so Steve, here's the thing that that I said. Oh, Steve, I got to tell you. Oh, now I don't want to know uh, anymore. Okay, well, then I'm <laughs> no. You do want to know? On one of the podcasts, you and I were traveling, maybe to Michigan together or somewhere to do something, and I wanted to stop and buy one of those things that goes around your waist yeah, I remember. snaps in the back that you hold the stuff I on bought the front. A, I bought one recently anyway. Keep going. What do we usually call those in the United Fanny States? Fanny packs. Turns out, <laughs> internationally, that's not going to work for us so well. Because it means rear end or what? It means just the opposite of that on a female anatomy. No kidding. Never mind. New topic. <laughs> wow. Yes. So if we want to call that what is internationally accepted, we can say a bum pack. I think you're right. Uh, you're listening to the Dulcimer Geek Podcast. My name is Stephen <laughs> Seifert. This is Aaron O'Rourke and Dan Landrum. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. I think I'm worn out, y'all. I, I, I don't think I'm... I hope... I know if I was mean to you, Aaron, I apologize. I think that I'm... I'm worn out a little bit. I've been gone for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. So I wasn't gone for weeks and weeks. I was only gone this this weekend. I got sick and I ate a lot of crap food. Um, and I gained like two pounds while I was That's gone, depressing. which was such a bummer. Oh, no. Yeah. I gained a well, pound. I'm, at, I'm actually at a new record low today as of this morning. What's your loss, yeah. your total okay. loss? Um, I think... I'm right around 17. Wow, I'm at 20 still. I'm holding at 20. Dang. I think I need to change something. But, Steve, you know, at least I'm eating well. Yeah. So I'm glad you guys are well. I want to I want to open up another topic now. And this is going to be a little difficult for us to talk about, Steve. Let's do this with love. Is this Hollywood? For are you going to go into the Hollywood no. stuff? <laughs> I'm starting a new campaign. It's called You Too. <laughs> As opposed to Me Too, where it's just you're accusing other people of stuff. Oh. Well, that's interesting. That was I don't a joke. Think that hashtag is really going to take That off. was a joke. It's probably so not. Much. Yeah. So that was a dry. That was dry. Very good. Yeah. That was the whole full circle thing. Yeah. We're learning how to do this podcast yeah, stuff. It's a callback. So, Steve, uh, I want to talk about activism. Yeah. Oh, I saw and, this where you wanted to talk about this. Yeah. I was hoping I would be out of town for this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, With I think activism is important. Other. I'm just tired of the word, but I, I have to admit that it's important. Oh, me too. Yeah, I agree with you totally. I'm I'm tired of it as activism being a thing for activists. Like a hip, Does that pair, make sense? a hip pair of sneakers that everybody wants to put on. Yes, where it's like you got it. What's so? What's your thing? 
I'm I'm completely there with you. I think you and I would have a conversation that would be totally boring because we would go, oh yeah. However, I'm tired of that. but <laughs> but however, I mean, there are things in my life that I'm gaining more and more passion for, and hopefully, it's passion based in reality. And so, therefore, I might have something, if nothing else, to offer. I might have something that. I can meet other people of similar interests within this overriding community that we're in of music. And so therefore, now, I believe there are some things that probably should be off topic, you know, just because of what you're doing. But like, yeah, give us a list of those things. I don't want to, I don't think I want to do that. Yeah, that's right. I would like to keep this a bit more generic. You're not going to list the things that should be off topic. Yeah, that seems like a <laughs> that good seems idea. Like a good <laughs> idea. That's right. I'm totally gonna stumble into one of those. Hey, Aaron. Well, then, uh, when you and I talk, yeah. there's gonna be certain things I don't think we should talk about, but I am not gonna tell you what those things are. <laughs> yeah. Politics can be. Politics could be one of those. Religion, politics, of uh, course. However. <sighs> So I'm having two I'm having a two conversations in my own head right now. Do I try to keep this generic and talk about right. you know, give give people a break if they really are just ex, you know, kind of expressing who they are and you disagree with them, respect them for trying, you know, and actually living a life that they're where they're trying to create meaning in their life. Mercy and grace um, goes a long way. But on the other hand, man, maybe there is no other hand. I think we aren't going to go around judging whether or not people are just doing that because they're jumping on a bandwagon. Well, you can do it. You can be judgmental if you want. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think I am judgmental. Well, so <laughs> that way, maybe I am. This I sounds. I don't so want to jump ahead of you. Please but do. Is this? going somewhere relative to music or not just a general skirting around about activism topics that you should music? not address no i'm talking about us as performers <clears throat> at okay. small festivals at big festivals and all kinds of things what is our place in delivering a message should we have a message okay is that not also part of culture of how the world gets changed by people standing up for things they believe in sometimes sometimes they do a good job of it and sometimes they don't okay so can i can i phrase oh, that yeah, back yeah. just to make sure i understand so the question is uh as artists slash performers doing music people people who have opinions ourselves yes <laughs> should we be sharing those opinions and processes when we're on the road, on stage, performing. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, maybe. I, I'm just, just, maybe. just an open topic. Are there rules that are unspoken rules or spoken rules? Like hmm. Steve said, <clears throat> and people often say, religion and politics. Mm-hmm. That's one that comes up all the time. Who says and why? Why are those... I mean, what they on. are. Religion comes up on stage at Dulcimer Festivals <laughs> all the time, right? Well, what do what, you mean? How often does a religious song get played at a Dulcimer? Oh, festival? Oh yeah, like I play one. This every is not something that gets week. skirted around. But is is what shall we do with the drunken sailor? Uh, I mean, what is that? Is that talking it, about? It's okay to sing sailors? some of these songs and to play them, but if you start discussing the the uh, ideas right. kind of these things. That's <laughs> yeah. Different. Yeah. Why? Because people... Because we sing songs about all, about so many things that we don't address uh, topic-wise. Yeah, so that makes it I mean, okay. Oh, I'm not saying... I don't like the Socratic okay method. Not. You can just ease as, up on Just that. as far as what norms are at festivals in terms of performance. Yeah. I don't think it's funny to me. Go ahead, Steve. I don't think there's to me there's no rules. There's just positive and negative consequences. So uh, yeah. so if I mention I and I always agree. try to remember this. If 
you know, I don't talk politics on stage, but if I did, probably roughly half of the audience would be endeared to me, and the other half would now kind of not want much to do with me. And um, and it's hard to figure out if that would be better or worse if that happened. Maybe that would be better, but it goes against the way I want to relate to people in general. I don't I don't want to polarize my audience just for my own entertainment yeah. or just so I can feel like I'm contributing to the planet. I actually but, want to... But that's not... I want to do it different. I don't want to have that discussion on stage. I don't think that's my way of doing it. I also don't stand out on the street corners, you know, with a giant crucifix. Hmm. It, so someone who does all those things, are they doing it because they want to or doing it because, I mean, maybe, maybe they're doing it for a completely different reason than because they want to. You mean because they have to? Maybe. What are you talking about? Hey, just pretend. Let me just. Yeah. What are you? What are you getting at here? That you don't want a bunch of rules, but, but you just told me what the rules were. No, no, no. I, I don't think that's what it was. I think what Steve said for him was. And Steve, I need to treat you better, me, Aaron. I, I need to treat you much better. <laughs> I, I concur. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so is. Am I saying this accurately? Uh, you said there aren't so much as rules as much as just positive and negative consequences. Well, like, I, yeah, I mean... Isn't that what you said? I, yeah, and yeah. I could be wrong about that. It might turn out bad when you thought it was going to turn out good. I mean, it might depend on the audience. It might depend on the context, the cultural relevance. It's, I don't know. You know, mm -hmm. the part of the country you're in, I don't know. Right. Yeah, there's there's context for things. Right. Hmm. Oh, yeah, and then maybe maybe this is just profoundly bad to to say, but I don't I don't think this is unique to one side of the political spectrum of the oh, other. No. I see both the left and the right doing this um, when we talk about free speech. That uh, when there are consequences for free speech that go in both directions, that it's an attack on the First Amendment. And in certain conditions, I can actually I can empathize a bit. And see that being the case, but generally, I think I tend to agree in in a very broad way with what Steve said that there are positive and negative consequences I, to just about you can't everything. really control. I don't guess you can't totally yeah. anticipate. Yeah, so it's not. I don't feel that there's not any rules in any of my contracts saying what I can and can't say on stage. Well, and I'll tell you the thing that I've heard my whole life off and on is, that, is somebody saying, I didn't pay to hear this. I came here to hear music. I did not, you know, I, I don't hold this person in high regard as far as a thinker and a truth teller and a researcher. I came mm -hmm. to, to hear their music. Now, that's always bothered me because I thought, you know what? You get what you get when you give this guy your money and you can either stick around or take off. You know, I... It's a free market. I, yeah. I don't feel that it's my about... only job is to play music for people. It's to be me. And if you don't like me, you really ought to get out of the room. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that could apply to a lot of different things. I mean, you take politics out of it. If you pay money to see an artist do something that you associate with them or you know a particular style of music, they get on stage and uh, and, well, let's say Bob Dylan goes electric and that's not what you paid to see that's right you paid to see something else that just has to do with an expectation of you know you expected a certain type of entertainment that's not to say that the artist shouldn't do that and that's not to say that person is invalidated i mean they did not pay to right. see an electric concert fine mm -hmm. let's all move on <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, music is a pretty interesting thing when you when it's used as the backdrop to just about anything. I mean, look at a. Um, I mean, some of my favorite examples are uh, just short movie clips where the same clip is played over and over at, with different music in the background, and you see how it interprets. Oh how it yeah, changes, that's right. Yeah, the influence of the scene, and generally, I, I think messages are made more powerful, whether they're political, religious, anything, um, 
uh, messages, scenery, everything tends to be made more powerful to me anyway with music as the backdrop. There, there's people who are really good thinkers. They've had good experiences. You know, they, they know a lot of facts, but they're not eloquent speakers. And then, and I know there's more than two kinds of people, but then on another, another type of person is somebody who is a great speaker. Um, they can almost speak untruths and it, and it almost convinces you just because of the delivery. So one thing that's bugged me sometimes is where entertainers who maybe have a certain type of rapport with a crowd um, t- take advantage of that. And then all of a sudden they're revealing their thoughts and they're not really great thoughts, but they're delivered so well they mm-hmm. get more attention than the good thinker who's not eloquent. Yeah. Yeah, I think this whole thing is using the Dylan goes electric thing. This is a how art works in a free market society, and the consequences enter enter into that picture. And that you you may or may not get gigs, or people may or may not you know buy your merch. I'm okay with <laughs> so that. Yeah. It's it's not about. I don't think it's about freedom of speech as much as it is about whether or not you want to do it. However. It's possible that if people stop doing that, you know, which which brings them joy and passion, that we just water down what's happening and, you know, the movement, the dulcimer movement loses a bit of its... I'm I'm not trying to this isn't some nirvana I think we're trying to reach but and I also don't think the good old days are always better but I know that when you it's funny somebody brought up a picture of uh uh when it was being when Matt I walked up it was you Aaron O'Rourke and Maddie and mm-hmm. Bing and I standing there talking and Bing just kind of smiled and he laughed he says you know what I'm thinking about right now are those pictures of uh Maddie with pigtails and oh yeah, uh, uh, Robert Force and Al Shea, you know, and Doug Birch, uh, Doug Birch, and yeah. all these guys standing around with mountain dulcimers. They've all got their shirts off, you know, and Maddie's looking really cute and young and vibrant. And it was all these hippies, you know, from that time that part of what brought them together. It was more than just like I want to play fiddle tunes on this instrument. They were singing songs about things that they were passionate about at that time in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and does that make, do you guys see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. We, we could be, I, mean, I don't want to speak some judgment, but it's possible to lose that and have the whole thing just become focused on a, a box with strings. It's also possible to lose that and gain something more valuable. Well, the the community I would say is highly valuable and I wouldn't want to lose the community, uh, but within the without within our community, just like within all of what's happening in the United States right now, there's a polarization that I, I wish didn't exist, uh, but it does. And it's interesting. I didn't. I'm not seeing people seeing much that's outside of just non-threatening uh, to anybody songs. You know, one reason that might be... But I'm not going to all the festivals. One reason Mm -hmm. that might be is that, you know, you look at somebody like Tom Paxton, who's performing in front of 5,000 people. He may not really be in touch with who those 5,000 people really are, you know. Now, with us, because we know a lot of these people, I mean, it's crazy to look at an audience and think, I know some of these people pretty well. Um, I'm not going to be as mm-hmm. rude as to just presume. You know, I'm. I know these people. I mean, part of it's not like it's a. It's not like I've become bland and flavorless. It, um, it's a crappy way to to enter a discussion. I think to be on stage and just. I think there's better ways. And when you know the people in your audience, <laughs> you're more passionate about pursuing those better ways. I I am. I think it. Depends on entirely on how it's presented, I think, and what it is you're presenting. Well, that's true too. And uh, I do think this is this is just me, but um, 
Well, I'm sure it's probably not just me. I don't know. I wish I hadn't even said the word. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, um, I, I think you know, I've heard, I've heard some people say, you know, where are today's protest songs? Uh, um, like they were, uh, back in in the days of Bob Dylan. Well, one, I've also heard Bob Dylan say that what a lot of people attributed to being a protest <laughs> song, he said, "Oh, I was high when I wrote that." <laughs> that was just I, a string of words. Yeah, that that I, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, so I mean, th- there is the ability to attribute meaning to something, but um, but some were actually. How many times must a man, you know? Right. Yeah. That was, I mean, there were protest songs clearly going, sure. hey, come on. But there were more songs that were attributed to being commentary yeah, yeah. on some bigger issues. Um, in terms of today and what would, I think it's, uh, if something doesn't have merit as an art or as a song on its own, even if the message is great, it's probably not going to catch my attention so much as if the same thing were communicated in an essay of some sort. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's also, um, I think there's still protest singers. They're just not in fashion right Right. now. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's... um, I don't know of any protest singers that are... uh, I. But very easily could be could be missing something, but musically, with in terms of what my ear likes to hear, um, uh, <laughs> there ha- haven't been any arrangements where that first catch my ear, and then I listen to the lyrics and go, "Oh, that's a that's an interesting commentary." Well, I can w- save one very major example that I just shared with. I was going to say, yeah, you just shared one yeah. with me, and it was like, yeah, wow, yeah. that was. I mean, it brought me to tears when I heard it. Yeah, and, me too. Yeah, uh, and you know what was funny? It was um, this. Well, the song that we're talking about uh, when it was written, it was written for a musical theater piece ten years ago that right. had no real. It, it wasn't relative to social, today's right. political climate at all. Right. Um, but musically, one interesting thing that happened in that performance was, uh, when Chris Thiele went to take a mandolin solo and I was so caught up in the lyrics that as soon as I heard the first two notes leading into that mandolin solo, I thought, please don't take a mandolin solo right here. Oh, interesting. And, uh, as someone who could play (laughs) any note in the world and just totally shred over, over that song, what I thought he did was perfect. It was. It was a textural thing. He yeah. didn't just, you know, take a solo uh, in the typical sense of the word. He was really just this texture yeah. uh, with a lot of tension in it. And it was it was perfect. And then I felt like my respect for Chris Dealey, even though it's already <laughs> pretty know. high, it's I was like, that was the most sensitive thing to do in that song. Yeah. As an instrumentalist uh, that had a pretty deep lyrical message. I, I have a, and my respect went a little higher, higher. I have a, qu- you have a question. Yes. And I'm not trying to cause trouble. It, is it true <laughs> that protest music has generally been pretty one sided politically where the other side has not really ever been fashionable to hear? And I mean, it's, I mean, because I two things is is it different? Can I, can I respond? Yeah. First off, I'm I'm not the conversation captain here. I mean, so this this ship can go anywhere it wants. Right. I wasn't. My thought on this whole thing didn't have anything to do with protest music. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Uh, Activism. It was it was it was way more general about singing, writing, talking mm-hmm. about what it is that about what you're passionate. But next, I mean, to answer your specific question, though, because you ask it is, first, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what wasn't been popular. But What? You have no idea? Stuff, you have a complete lack of stuff, data and opinions on this matter. I have an opinion. I just don't have data to support it. So, that, so it's just an opinion. All right. So but no data. The, the popular stuff has often been in reaction to something where a minority of some kind – begins to feel like, wait a second, 
we aren't getting a message out. And often anthems arise. Did you say minority? So it's like there's a, there's a propens, there's more of a likelihood to hear from a minority than a majority when it comes to this kind of thing. Is that true? Uh, A suppressed and oppressed. It doesn't even have to be a minority because sometimes it's an oppressed majority that feels for whatever reason this other side isn't getting voice because of power. And so it's that concept of speaking truth to power. I, that's, I mean, that's just what I think. Uh, and by the way, I am so tired, so tired. I rarely rant, but I could rant right now. I want people to stop saying in my personal opinion. <laughs> just say what you're thinking. Yeah, but they're tired of being attacked, and so now they've come up with an awkward way of dealing with somebody else's bull. I don't think that's the case. Maybe it's not. not. The case for me it's anyway, just my personal in my, opinion. In my personal opinion, <laughs> uh, I, I use that as an asterisk to say I may very well be wrong, and I'm totally... When I, when I say in my personal opinion, it means I'm tired of you and the way you listen me. to me, and I'm trying to let you know in some kind of soft way (laughs) i don't know i want to communicate better just not like you (laughs) all right guys so listen listen i'm this is is, as personal as i'll get on this thing i am steeped in some complex i mean highly complex controversial things that are happening within this town right uh where i'm an elected official you're an elected Mm -hmm. official a servant of your little town there yeah. Yep. And I'm doing my part. I'm doing a lot of work and doing. I'm studying, and I don't think I'm perfect and have all the answers. But I've been back and forth with the town attorney this morning trying to get clarification on something. <laughs> so I'm in this thing, and I'm in a minority situation on a complex issue where if I just folded because it would be easy. The overall cause of the folks who are trying to get the thing done that I'm not going to talk about now, one of the things done, would be in worse shape than they are with me raising questions. Because the the populace would then be no one is speaking and asking the questions that we have to ask. Well, you're in a position where you, like, you're not worried about your income the way a senator might be. Uh, but you're actually trying to help your town there, and I, you know, that all seems like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, there is some of that as to why I got involved. I mean, your job is to do what you're doing, isn't it? But what if you were to bring a hammer dulcimer out to the next uh, city council? Like, before I address that question, I'd like to play a tune from you I learned from an Irish lady back in the 70s. That'll, that will happen at some point <laughs> when it's appropriate. Absolutely. And everybody would be like, this is not why we came to the town council meeting. <laughs> well, that, that happens with other things already. <laughs> I mean, there's always there's always some of that going on. And I only brought this up because we're at the end of this podcast and no one from this town is going to be listening to this podcast this deep. Uh, I, we bel- so oh, I, I don't know, with. man. They probably hired somebody to listen to all these, the poor dude. <laughs> Crawley, that's entirely possible. But I haven't even said anything at that point. Uh, you, I just yeah. am feeling this thing at, at almost 57 years old where... I can't believe that. Sometimes you got it. To just take a stance. And I, I think that's rec- fine. So, in terms of music and performance, and activism, or just what you uh, <laughs> what, what you contribute. All my songs from here on out are going to be about potholes. Nice <laughs> or pot. One of the other. sidewalks, <laughs> no, sidewalks and potholes. Yeah, sidewalks, potholes, and and water might creep in there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I feel like um, I mean, obviously, like, we. We all seem to have opinions on different things. In well, the, that's your the opinion, landscape. but keep going. Yeah, in my personal opinion. <laughs> um, Killing but, me. Uh, and if I felt like I had an interesting way to present it that had the power to either um, preach to the choir, yeah. so to speak, or maybe present it in a way that makes 
some might make someone look at at an issue in a, in a different way then i think i would i would contribute that i unfortunately i don't feel like i've spent enough time trying to craft that and so i don't feel that even though yeah i have some passions on this and i'm happy to have conversations at festivals that might not be a bad idea or i'm sorry that might be a bad idea uh, to openly have these conversations, yeah, no, no. But, well, um, that's back to the don't, business don't. business wise in terms of those yeah. consequences. But uh, I'm, I feel uh, that I probably have more to contribute in a conversation than I do on stage. I'm not me too uh, with that. But I'm not. I'm I want to saying that that's bad. I know, and I know you're not. And but I also want to make sure that it's clear that I'm not even almost being activist about being activist. No, it's not. You just presented this as a question. That's all. it's a good question. And I also think we might be erring a little towards the side of not wanting anybody to be activist and not want to hear anything that's challenging. And since we can't and, safely preach to the choir because there's more than one choir, we don't really talk about anything. Like there's, yeah. I don't know, activism. I mean, a few people have, have heard me talk about ranked voting. Yeah. And preferential voting, and I don't shy away from that. And scotch. And scotch whiskey. <laughs> yeah, you try and shut me down, Dan. Listen to this. <laughs> I did when, it. Here, when I met a buddy who was also into scotch whiskey, you did not want that conversation to happen. I was censored. <laughs> All right, listen. It's not government Here's the definition, yeah. well, from Wikipedia, whatever, you know. Activism consists of efforts to promote, impede, or direct social, political, economic, or environmental reform or stasis with the desire to make improvements in society. It can be written letters to newspapers or politicians, political campaigning, boycotts, street marches, strikes, sit-ins, or really bad dulcimer arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> edit, wiki edit. <laughs> well, here's the, I think Aaron said something cool, I, and I don't even know if you said this, but I think this is what I heard. Um... It's not so interesting to preach to the choir. That seems like a cheap shot. But if you can, if you thought you could actually say something on stage or do something that would really help people, then you'd be all for it. So that that was mostly mostly. I do want to say because I do think sometimes metaphorically the choir needs preaching too. Now wait a minute. Um, I mean, now you're changing the the. But usually preaching to the choir means that. saying something that people would just be like, yeah, I that's think right. if if I said, and perhaps I misspoke, but I said if I had an interesting way of preaching to the choir or presenting things in an interesting uh, way, uh, that might make uh, someone look at things in a different way. Well, we might way have a different that, idea about what I preaching I to the choir a, means. We we might. I think um, the choir's heard it all before, so they're, you know... I don't know. I guess it can mean many things. But like if I was yeah, just, if you're at a festival where the food is really bad and you sit up there on stage and, and make a joke about how bad the food is, mm. that doesn't really help anything. <laughs> I agree. I mean, in examining my own beliefs, even though I, I might say I've arrived at a conclusion and I start looking at uh, rebuttals to my conclusion, um, I think that... Uh, I mean, I, I will start looking at those rebuttals to the rebuttals. And in that sense, I'm looking at videos that are preaching to the choir in that sense and that I've hmm. already arrived at this conclusion. Yeah. But I'm starting to process the rebuttal. Yeah. We we are a little... We get too much entertainment, in my opinion, that passes off as this is making me understand more about this issue that I'm interested in. I completely agree. No, wait a minute. You're it's saying we common. get entertainment yeah. and we get too much of it. And what happens is, what? We take that, it forms It forms who we are. This an entertainment so, does. We're taking, it, it's like a for, false source of knowledge or something. In yeah. his personal opinion. Well, this podcast is certainly right up there He's at the top of that it. kind I'm of thing. I'm not saying that. Listener, aren't you glad that they didn't hear me on that one? <laughs> no, we heard you. I'm just I'm processing what you said. Um, I'll tell you uh, what. I, I didn't. Hard. I, didn't I don't know. We got anywhere. Yeah, we did. We fixed it. Can we put? Listen, we fixed it. Can we please just take two minutes? 
Um, we're talking about sweet. Can pigeon. we just have a moment of silence here on the podcast? <laughs> all no, you know the classic line, Steve. Can we all just look inwardly for a moment? <laughs> I want to propose seriously about a seven-day moment of silence um, starting right now. All right, this no, this whole thing will continue. Um, no, I meant then, guess who? Not, guess who? We're talking to you're in just violating a few minutes, Steve. the. Moment Steve. of silence. That is so rude. Don't. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. We have, well, we have seven like days. six days, 23 hours. Uh, and, uh, hey, Steve. Yeah. Next year, and, and don't, I know you had fun and would like to go back again, and I'm sure you will. But next year, Aaron and I and Sarah Morgan. Just think about this. And I think Karen Alley. And Karen Alley. It yeah. takes it takes multiple people to replace you on this trip. So just think of it that way. On what? What are we talking uh, about? We're, when we're going back to the UK to play at the Halsey Manor. Oh, are you uh, serious? Festival. Well, I'm and, sure if I was, but, if I, uh, that, that hurts. <laughs> this isn't about you. So let's move forward. It is remember, about me. This podcast is about Sarah you, me and Aaron. Positive. That's right. Do you remember, remember Amanda, the great singer? She was the one who had the classic line when we had all been talking too much and it had kind of moved into the political we were driving through the country, Somerset countryside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, Why don't we all just look inwardly for a moment? <laughs> right. I think she even said, maybe we could all just be quiet for a bit and look inwardly. That was awesome. Yeah, it was so long ago. So it was just a beautiful moment. Anyway, Aaron and I have a call with her in a few minutes because we're working on songs. Oh, cool. Uh, Cecil Sharp songs and yeah. gigs to play when we're over there. Isn't that neat that's what this sweet. community does? I mean, that's... It's exciting. Golly, I wish I was going with you guys. It is about us. I know. Ugh. Well, I got a letter from somebody over there wanting me to come over, but it's not for the Halsey Manor. That Halsey Manor was great. If you're from England. So cool. And you want me to come to Halsey Manor, I would like to do that. <laughs> Jesus, Pete. It's one of the I'm only so things I'm willing to, to beg for, I think. Wow. I can't. I, I can't. I'm so looking forward to Aaron meeting uh jeffrey black yeah that'll be this will be my first time out of the country oh really i got a passport just for this wow yeah. very good yeah well get it I'm ahead of time because i I, oh, I already got it <laughs> good good all right boys no i've got to go sulk now i feel oh. a little i'm a little it may just be because i'm hungry but i'm i'm mildly oh what's the word i'm disappointed in myself at trying to bring this up and not being a more staunch defender of you know i totally recognize that it, this is a we're in a market driven economy and i agree completely with what you said about consequences steve and i don't know i just think the pendulum has gone too far in the opposite direction right now and i would like to i I would like to hear people stand up and say things oh. that I completely disagree with and do it well and do it passionately. So we should let people know that, hey, we're, you know, if you've got something you think it's important, we're willing to give you a shot. We'll give it a listen. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Not Let's shut not you have down. an environment where nobody can speak and, you know. Well, yeah. we're definitely in yeah. that environment. That's not just I'm, this but I'm I'm deeply troubled by this thing that's happening on both sides of the political spectrum. Well, you should have well, read a little bit about how the opinions. Huns dealt with things. I mean, it's been going on for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> that's another. That's another. We have the violence versus peace spectrum. I guess. And I'll yeah. tell you right now. Yeah. I'm. I, I don't want to say this out loud. There's it. a lot of things, and I'm not talking about this year or the, this decade. There's a lot of things to be thankful for. There's a lot of good stuff going on. And the more I read about history, you know, there's a whole lot of really good stuff going on. Uh, the least of which is women have the right to vote. You know, the the, the drinking water Wait, is the fairly least clean. The least of which. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. Did you mean that, or did that just come out wrong? Well, what I meant to say was, um, <laughs> I meant to say the more obvious. I, I was trying to say there, are, there are of course obvious things that are doing. This. <laughs> 
Oh, that's right. That didn't work at all. Consequences, my friend. I didn't mean that. But, you know, if somebody's listening and you want to pretend that I meant that and you want to get all activist about it, bring it. <laughs> hey, we can't end this Hashtag show Hashtag Steve doesn't like women very much. <laughs> I just that think hashtag is no. I have people telling me how terrible everything is right now, and I, I don't see it. I see some terrible things I'm going on, but it's like, oh, everything's bad now. Really, your drinking water is good. Can we start with that? <clears throat> Read Stephen Pinker's "The Better Angels of Our Nature." We are living in one of the most, or the most peaceful time in human history. Mm-hmm. It doesn't so mean we shouldn't I, be I, activists when needed. Nope. Doesn't mean that. I cannot believe I'm not going to England. It's because of my attitude. That wasn't about you, Steve. I don't, I don't think, so. think that I'm. You did a really good job of recommending other people. That's why. I know. They're hiring oh, everyone hey, thanks, I recommended. Steve. That's right. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, what do we have? That uh, is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So it's uh, we're moving into the. A holiday season right now. If you're listening to this, it's about a week before Thanksgiving. This is Thanksgiving the post so. podcast, by the way. So keep going. So what's uh, what's everybody got going on now between now and the you know Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays? Are you guys traveling any? Or are we mostly home for a while? This isn't I'm about mostly home, and I'm I'm gonna be working on projects that I wanted to work on during the busy Amen. season. Amen. Yeah. How about you, Steve? I have two, three days, you, and then yes, projects and. You know, I've my my focus is narrowing finally a little bit, and I'm realizing some of my some of the things I'm better at and that I really like the most. That's where I want to put more energy. And I heard Danton talk about that four years ago. You know, so I'm 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 looking forward to focusing. And um, well, we're not looking forward to gravies and stuffings, though. <laughs> you know, I think. Aaron and I, in particular, are looking forward to meats and uh, leafy greens and uh, high quality fats. Well, well, actually, actually, for for Thanksgiving this year, uh, I'm making a, to talk about cooking. Um, I'm I'm doing an array of of Indian dishes, oh, and since Nikki's vegetarian, that's awesome. Um, that and therefore won't eat meat. Um, uh, and I'm trying not to. Oh, well, that's so great! I, I don't like tofu. Um, well, who would? And uh, uh, so I'm, I'm actually doing something a little different. I'm going to make uh, a gnocchi, and I'm going to uh, sear the outside of a little bit to give it a little bit of a texture, and that'll sort of be what goes into the, the gravy base of all these Indian dishes. <laughs> I'm hungry. It's going to be so good. Oh. I'm all right. That'll be like my major cheat meals. <laughs> the, Tofu the, reminds but, me of a blank CD. You know, there's no music on it, but it's pretty when you hang it up in the sunlight. You know, I don't know. Oh, and if I can make it to uh, to New Jersey um, to see my mom, I, I have a cousin who's a bow hunter, and he's saving some venison steaks for me. Yeah. Do they hunt tofu? Yes. I like to... My favorite tofu in Indian food is in a Passat. <laughs> <laughs> no wait, that's German, isn't it? <laughs> Did you say tofu in a side? I get it now. That's funny. In a, in a that's, that's not dry. exactly dry, though. I wouldn't call that dry. <laughs> it's it's rather dry, moist, it actually. Yes, exactly. oh, moist. <laughs> you know what I think we're caught in? The can't end the podcast vortex right now. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Dulcimer Geek Podcast. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Adios. Bye-bye now.